Nibbling on sponge cake Watching the sun bake All of those tourists covered with oil Are you reeling in the yeast? Stone away the time Are you gathering up the cheese? Have you had enough of mine? Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I'm your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. On this episode, we will talk about the Monday show. Mark Norman is on the Spectrum and the Thursday episode. A Great Vacation, Awful Teachers, Daniel's College Roommate. But first, how the fuck are you, little Rafi? It's been a while. It's been, what, seven days? <laughs> uh, Yes, it has been a week. Uh, I'm doing all right. But uh, more importantly, how are you doing, Lisa? Now, how is that more important, little Rafi? It just is. No one cares. Well, you- about me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not even you myself love, you need to love yourself i went to therapy yesterday and it, this is a this is a common thread i think amongst you and i and you know you got to treat yourself like you would treat others right maybe you hate others though <laughs> yeah i was gonna say so i sh- like will not never make, mind scratch that <laughs> much like the monday guest i will not make eye contact or speak to myself just ignore <laughs> myself and then oh. my life will be over okay so this is going to be a positive episode let's change gears how about uh do you have any shout out uh yeah just one to jason Dix and his wife jason for everything he does for the show and and i wish that they both would come out to some kind of live allison event uh i don't know where exactly visalia is but apparently it's it's not exactly close to la so Maybe three hours. It's about three hours north. Yeah. I mean, I wish they would come out. We would love to meet them. And they're just generally good people. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Well, that's a good one. Uh, I'd like to shout out Brittany. Uh, She texted me a couple of days ago and just said, hey, what are you doing in February? Let's go to Memphis. I'm like, hell yes. So um, we're planning a trip out to Memphis and I am so freaking excited. Like I need to get out of town. And of course, I have to wait for two months, three months, but still, it's something to look forward to. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. A shout out to Brittany also. I mean, I doubt anyone listening to this lives in Texas or Austin, Texas, but uh, the Blonde Leopard is having their, I think it's like their anniversary thing or something, right? Christmas party? They're having a Christmas party. That's what it is. And uh, also in the new year, I may possibly be doing something with my hair and I need Brittany's suggestions. Should I cut my hair again and be a short haired person? That would be weird, I think. Uh, should I just keep letting it grow until my job says that I cannot grow it anymore and then I have to <laughs> trim it again? Should I dye it? Should I braid it? I actually saw Whoa. some braids Whoa. last weekend no. and I was like, that's something I could do. <laughs> Are you going to get a grill too? What is happening? <laughs> I'm not going to get a grill. No, not like crazy braids. Kind of like oh. a... A like feminine braids. Like the Lisa. kind of braids I do for in my hair. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I just uh, gotta do something. I think you could like, pull that off because you have like a native look to you. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a good I, thing. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm going to take it as an uh, as an insult. Hey, Native Americans, I think, are like the, the hottest people on earth. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but okay. So, yes, I wish I could be flying out to her Christmas party. That would be super, super fun. But when you do decide to do something with your hair, I want to do something drastic with my hair, too. So maybe you and I just need to go out to Austin and have her work her magic. It'll be like the Wizard of Oz. We'll be like all... Actually, it might be more like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, that movie took place in Colorado, right? Partly. Oh, so, did it? Is that where that flaming, flaming butthole burger place was at? I, I just recall them like going to Aspen or something. Weren't oh, they right. That That's right. They I, went to Aspen. I, I haven't seen it since I was a child, so you'd have to fact check that. All right. I will fact check that. Also, shout out to Colonel Jeff for keeping the spirit alive. Also, Lauren, Bruce by Don, Paul, Jay Inslee, Ray Morgan, Teal, Dr. Jen, Jason Dix for everything he does for the show. And also Stacy Myers. She sent a message to me on Facebook that she might be here for the group recording in March. What? Yeah. So that'd be super awesome. That's, yeah, that would be fun. She lives right up by Suzanne and... And it's kind of close to Demian, so maybe they all need to caravan down, you know, pick up Trice on the way down, and all head over um, in March. That would be a great idea. So that was... I, we should probably talk about the date, huh? Because I talked more about the book club than this other thing that people probably need to plan. All right, so the group recording at my house will be March 9th, 10th, 11th that weekend, and we're going to go to the junk show. We're going to do Allison stuff. That'll be fun. We'll have to... F- Find some other stuff to do that's Allison related. Like I mentioned, Saturday, uh, March 9th, I will be going to the Peterson Auto Museum and you're welcome to join me or I will go by myself. Don't worry about me. I would love to go for different reasons than you, um, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe uh, maybe a colonel might show because never mind. Okay. Uh, I think that's it for my shout outs. Uh, let's see. Also, you know what? I do want to shout out the weather in California. It's been fucking amazing. Uh, flash flood warnings the last two days, and I'm loving it. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like to get precipitation in my state. <laughs> well, right now is the best, my favorite time of the year when I can drive down the street. It's probably, I think, 70 degrees today is the high, and the mountains in the background are covered in snow because we had so much rain, and it's just... It's nice to see the snow, but not have to actually like deal with it all. Yeah, the high here is 41, and it was about 16 when I was working today. Uh, so yeah, I uh, can't really relate. Well, I guess we just have to move here. Okay, so let's talk about Monday, shall we? Let's do it. All right, so Mar- Mark Normand, or Mark Norman, is a misanthropic, just like you are, apparently. Uh, would you like to spell that, or are we done with the... I have it written bit? down, and also dystopias on mis- misanthropic re- records, so like, I got this one. <laughs> oh, Jesus, of course they are. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was uh, an interesting guest, and at first I didn't remember him being on until they started kind of recapping some of the things that he said before, and I don't particularly remember that episode uh and yeah he definitely came off as a bit of a misanthrope that's one of those things that although i guess i kind of relate to it's not one of those things i would ever say about myself because i feel like if you say that you're kind of a douche but yeah i hate people and i'm weird so (laughs) yes 
yes is the answer to no question uh mm-hmm. he i almost never can remember the when the people have been on before i don't know why that is it never sticks in my mind but you know random other things will but he was talking about of course they're generalizing which is something i pretty much do every single time on the show but he was talking about how when women are in a mood they stay in a mood and a man can just get shaken right out of it and i feel like his experience with women is exactly my experience with men is that I've had more men than... Oh, no! I almost said something I don't want to be turned into a drop. How can I say it without, without sounding bad? Every Almost every man that I've known pretty much just ruins my day. And they cannot be shaken. It lasts for weeks. It lasts for however long where it's just like, oh my God, so fucking negative. Where your day is just ruined. It's like, can we just like wake up and be in a good mood and be happy to... I don't know. It just... It sounds like the exact like opposite or what he's experienced with women is what i experience with men but i've never had a guy where i could just be like hey you're in a bad mood get over it let's do something else besides be mad <laughs> it's just like i don't know his whole thing was i think maybe he's really the problem he just doesn't know it uh yeah i don't remember them talking about this but for sure yeah i i don't i mean i don't think anyone can just be shaken out of a funk i think you're right i think you're right I think he was also talking about, you know, when you have to walk on eggshells around somebody and they were both talking about just when you have to have that conversation with the person you're with, you do put it off and it could be because it's not good timing or like Allison was saying, because she wants to make sure that she's coming from the right place. And, but for, for me, the most part is I don't want, like you're in a good, everyone's getting along you don't want to bring up something that is negative because it's going to cause a whole thing and then it turns into just years of resentment (laughs) yeah that uh like i just bottle yeah i just bottle everything up and then but it's all like lists in my head of like you did this you did that and this is probably the part that he's talking about where it's like girls can remember every goddamn thing and never get over anything but i think it's because we don't deal with it uh we do stifle it but i think like you said i think everybody's that way Uh, allison was talking about being the cool girlfriend and how in maybe an insecure person or a low self-esteem person would be that the cool girlfriend. And that has always been me. And I think what's worse than being the cool girlfriend is being the cool wife. (laughs) Because then like once things like slide, you're just like, well, I'm so cool. (laughs) This doesn't make me mad. (laughs) But then, you know, it's being a doormat and it sucks. Am I in therapy again? I thought that was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can imagine how that would be. Hmm. I don't think I've had much experience with that. But yeah, uh, don't be cool, I guess, is the moral of the story. Right. I think being cool to me means I feel like people will know that they're doing something wrong and I give them the benefit of the doubt that they will see their own actions and say, you know what? I was a real piece of shit. So I'm learning from it now. Thanks for not being a total bitchy nag. (laughs) But it never works out that way. Well, this is making me think of the conversation they had where uh, they were talking about how you fall in love with a guy that's one way and then Mm, you kind of... 
like like Marge Simpson, you nag him into being a, a different kind of person and then, you know, you're not in love with that person now. So I thought that was really interesting. But do you are you afraid that's what's going to happen? Oh, no. I feel like I'm a straightforward person and I just want I, I guess I just always think that people are going to do right and it doesn't always work that way. And I'm not a nag at all. I never speak. I never speak up for myself in any way. So there needs to be like a happy medium, but I don't want to be a nag and I want to be cool. But either of those I feel like is not good. (laughs) You got to be in the middle somewhere and I just need to figure out who that person is, how that works. Yeah, I could never nag someone to change them. I just think people will just see their own reflection and say like, I'm going to be a good person and that's it. Lisa doesn't need to change me. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that... I think you have to be very self-aware and, like, a mature person to think yeah, like that. Yeah, And it's funny because, like, I like to think that I am those things, but I know there are things where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to change and that's fine by me and fuck it if someone doesn't like it, but I don't know. We all got issues, man. I know. I, I think I, I can put that into any relationship, not just, you know, a significant other. It could be friendships. There are, you know, even neighbors, let's say, where you don't speak up and say something and then all of a sudden they don't understand why you're kind of like not wanting to be around them or be friends with them and i've ghosted many friends because i feel like if you can't figure out that you did something wrong then there's something wrong with you and i don't want to have to tell you and you're not going to change that's your personality so what's the point in having the conversation and yeah that's kind of weak and maybe like i don't know if it's passive aggressive or it's just sort of like i don't know i i just would just stop talking to somebody just like all right i'm good i there's nowhere this is going to go that's positive oh for a, a second there i thought you killed your friends <laughs> damn it i wish no <laughs> no they do that to themselves because they're no Mm. Well, they also talked about, I think it was his, I don't know if it was his last girlfriend that was like, wouldn't let him break up with him where it's like, I want to break up with him. And they're like, no, no, you're not. And that's where I thought you were just about to go because I was thinking about George Costanza and him trying to break up with his girlfriend and then ended up having two girlfriends that didn't want, that were like, no, we can work this out. Yeah, that's uh, exactly what I was thinking of at the time. Funny that he never tried to turn that into the uh, threesome. I'm into it. Because maybe that could have gotten them uh, to break up with him. That's true. And if they're into it, then Then, they're into it. So they talked a little bit about gender roles and how there's judgment on men or actually it feels like it's more on women if women feel like they want to cook for their boyfriend or for their husband or be in a typical uh, a stereotypical gender role i think embracing it and that's i mean obviously that's what i do that's i embrace i want to take care of people and i it makes me i feel like that's what i'm here for and so to to go against how I feel just because people might judge me and say, you're not feminist because let him cook for himself or whatever. It's like, no, I, I, f- I feel comfortable in this role and I don't like the judgment that goes along with it. So I do like that he was saying that, you know, because man's not going to get judged for wanting to work on his own car. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's funny. It never occurred to me. I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're into something, like if you're if you're a lady and you want to you like just love cooking, fucking cook it up. Like, who's who are these like cunty friends that are judging you? Like, seriously. Wow. I can't believe you're cooking again. Like, (laughs) oh, he's got you under your under his thumb. (laughs) Really cracking the whip. But but yeah, that, that was the thing that I going back to what I was talking about earlier, the 
conversation that Allison was saying that she feels like she's like nagging Daniel. And I can like, I can imagine it. Like uh-huh. she, <laughs> on the Thursday shows, she seems to be, she's got a tight control on the, uh, on the show. And I feel like he's the one who suffers. But uh, I mean, if it works for them, that's fine. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like I've mentioned, I, I want to sew. I want to do like whatever the fuck it is that I want to do. Like it, I, I don't think that stuff matters anymore, but true. If, but then again, I guess because I'm the guy, maybe that's different. I don't know. I don't know. Have have you experienced that at all? Like, do people tell you, man, look at you over there being a mom? <laughs> like, pff, wow. No, because people will always just do that little like, oh, it's the hardest job in the world. It's like, yeah, I know. You feel like I should have probably, you know, be in the workforce and like whatever. But I feel like I don't want to pay someone to raise my kids and I find it to be important and i think that's something that's lost from older generations and it doesn't necessarily have to be the woman is what i think i think feel like someone the parent should be raising their kids and i feel like well i probably shouldn't go this far into it but yes i do feel like there's definitely been judgment because i've heard other people judge other people around me maybe they don't know that i'm a stay-at-home mom and that i do what i do and uh so i've heard them talk about other people in that way where it's kind of like you don't you know you just don't really understand from either side but i would never judge the others it's it's for me but also on the other side of it it's easier to be a tomboy which i grew up taking building or working on my own cars and welding and it was I liked getting dirty and I liked skateboarding and I liked doing all kinds of stuff that were typical boy type of things but I still always wanted to have like my makeup done and have my hair perfect even though I was getting like my grease under my fingernails like I liked the both of it but like the fact that I feel like nowadays a man that says they want to sew it's like cool where before it probably would have been you don't really talk about it maybe <laughs> yeah uh, i mean it's funny uh well i've been really slacking on the sewing but well you are a man uh, no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah pretty much um and but i told my mom i was like yeah i bought a sewing machine and you should have seen the look <laughs> on her face like you bought a sewing machine like she was like she's like i me, knew like, it like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to describe this look on her face. I think but I can see it. Like, yeah, just imagine. Oh, Mex- yeah. A Mexican yeah. mother, like, my son wants to sew. She's like, sh- she's picturing the family trees broken, no grandkids. She's seen all of these things. Well, she's the, seen I mean, son-in-law. She's seen lots of things. I mean, I'm trying to hack that tree down on my own, but like, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the sewing. You're taking it down one stitch at a time. Uh <laughs> So we talked a little bit last week. Well, we've talked about it often is the whole doing the live reads and how sometimes it's distracting, especially on a Monday. And I mean, I think for us, it's maybe not as distracting. We're just kind of used to it. But for other new listeners, I think it's something they might not like. And so we were talking about doing that. She should just pre-record something and play it. So she did that this time and I found it to be very distracting. (laughs) So apparently she can't win. <laughs> yeah. So the first time I I listened, I kind of thought the same thing. But at the second listen, I was like, I think I like this better. I agree. Uh, 
but you know how if you remember back in the day when Gary was her producer and she was at Corolla's studio still when she did a live read there would be like a little backing music yes and that would like let you know you're listening to an ad and the way the doughboys do it where they'll just say we'll take a break and they leave a space for an ad and i think that might be a little bit better also also i think finding a nice break in the conversation it seemed kind of like shoved in a little maybe yeah i i don't think the doughboys model would work for her because the whole point of it is to not interrupt the convo and the flow of the interview so it would be weird it would be it would be the same thing as she did before if you know they're just in the middle of conversation right and on that note we're gonna take a quick break oh yeah you know what you're right i i think the the best way to do it which i don't think she can because i think the sponsors ask for a certain time frame for her to put put it in but put it in <laughs> um, is Ew. to play it at the beginning or the end or have a spot where it's, I don't know, it I, maybe or all like three of them at once instead of like three times. I was just like, oh, man, again. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's like really no perfect way to do it. I know. Like, I know Joe Rogan. He gets them all out of the way at the top and it's like eight minutes of ads. But then again, oh, he, like, he talks on and on and on about the things um you know larry miller does that too and his shows are only 30 minutes i feel like the first five <laughs> are just him talking about his sponsors but his voice is so nice and i'm like oh this is pleasant to listen to yeah uh yeah and speaking of larry miller <laughs> i sent you a instagram picture of me l- sitting in bed uh i went snowboarding for the first <laughs> time and afterwards watching pretty woman in a hotel room uh that was probably the peak of of my enjoyment that weekend that's so great oh, <laughs> i yeah. forgot that you sent me that that was amazing i was like i feel like that's the best kind of vacation where you can go do something cool outside and different and then be inside in a hotel room watching pretty woman <laughs> yeah and sipping on henny and coke there are three seinfeld alum in that fucking movie there's larry miller there's uh of course jason and alexander and then there's the guy who plays kramer in the sitcom version of seinfeld is in that movie oh i didn't remember that yeah he has like a three second little bit but he's in there and i thought how weird that is weird uh anyway what were we talking about oh yeah (laughs) i guess oh my other idea for her is the with the live reads that we've talked about before too is like when somebody is in say really anybody but if it was like say greg heller like hey why don't you stay after and do like three live reads with me so that she can play some that are like fun with other people does that make sense like yes uh i I think that'd be so great yeah i think that's a great idea (laughs) but i feel like greg would probably derail these uh live reads which would be super fun yeah i think that would be because i think i talked about some of the other people like even like doughboys they have pre-recorded ones and it's kind of like they are kind of silly on it and it's funny and it's quick and it's kind of like okay that was cool it's not distracting and it was kind of fun but i think if it was like greg heller is gonna do this one and maybe david huntsberger or wendy molino or someone where whenever they're in hey just have a couple just on deck so she can just play them i think that'd be kind of cool yeah all right let's move on to a term i've never heard of um dick duster (laughs) uh yeah that's it's funny that they mentioned that because uh I mean, it is slightly homophobic, and by slightly, I mean kind of a lot. Totally, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's there's a guy at work, 
Uh, he's the vice president of the company, and I don't like him. And he's got a big, thick mustache. And when I refer to him, we either call him the mustache or, well, that's pretty much what we call him. But uh, <laughs> I keep saying, if he ever says anything about my facial hair, uh, that I'm going to tell him, well, why do you get to have that dick tickler and I can't <laughs> or something? <laughs> I can't have facial hair, but you can have that dick tickler. Uh, but that uh, would probably get me fired. It might, but it's a good thing to have on deck, it, I guess. If not sent to HR at the very least. Yeah. You want to have a dick tickler um, chambered at all times. <laughs> <laughs> but dick duster, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. But, is, you know, if somebody using it as an insult, I could see, you know, obviously not great. <laughs> But some people might be proud to say, yeah, this is my dick tickler. <laughs> people with facial hair, do you always think about like what kind of DNA is on them, their face? Uh, well, I have facial hair, so I try not to think about it. But okay, uh, so that's what I'm thinking about then. When <laughs> I when I shower, I'm like, gotta get this good, you know. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also if you're like, uh, brushing your teeth, like, like, uh, I get a lot of, um, fuck. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> uh, toothpaste in my little goatee thing. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I assume I'm like, oh, it must be nice and minty now. <laughs> I guess we'll find, uh, I, what? No. Huh? What? I t- no. no. I don't, I don't know what think I, we're no, going to find out. No, no, we are not going to find out. I meant that in a different way. Okay. Wow. They also talked about the comedy landscape has changed with the times. And I, uh, with all of the things that are coming out and the things that are changing, there's so much good, but obviously there's going to be so much negative too. And having hypersensitivity or too many feelings when you're going into a comedy club i just feel like there's got to be a place but is it just not funny anymore i mean is that the is that what's going to happen we're just gonna we're just gonna be uh seinfeld's girlfriend that's just like yeah that's really funny like that's everything now uh yeah this part of the show was thought-provoking i guess um he was talking about how comedians are like all fucked up and degenerates and yeah that's true most comedians are comedians for a reason but yeah but is that an excuse to be a degenerate like or to be inappropriate but i feel like when i go to a comedy club like no matter what they're joking about i'm not gonna take it personally i'm there to laugh at something even if it's a rape joke like i'm sorry but like and if you can make something funny i'm gonna laugh at it and you're taking yourself out of life and Hey, rape is something serious and something I'm scared of on a daily basis. But if it's a joke, I just feel like to not be able to differentiate between the two is just kind of like, ugh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But, you know, not everyone is like us, Lisa. We're yeah, fucked up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. But- and I've been violated more than once, people. Okay. I- <laughs> hashtag me too. But still... Uh, I can li- laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to uh, the mental illness happy hour with Lisa. It is uh, real interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like Anthony Jeselnik so much is because he, like, uh, one of his jokes begins, like, he's talking about how his uncle says, hey, put me in one of your jokes. 
And he's like, you understand that I'm going to make you like a rapist or a child molester (laughs) or something. But yeah, like he can make it funny. And also we know it's not true. Like his his mom didn't die three times, you know, like she can't be dying in every new special or whatever. (laughs) So they're just jokes. Um, But I know a lot of people don't feel that way. And it's like. I don't know. I, I feel like if it's funny, that's what matters. But the thing he was bringing up about, you know, people getting mad that that comedy club let Louis C.K. back on stage, but they're not mad that the, you know, bouncer was in jail for beating up his girlfriend or whatever he said. Yeah, I I never thought of it that way. Like, it's it's interesting. Like, don't we like giving people second chances? But I guess apparently we just like tearing people down more than we like the second chance. I think... I think so. I think there's that mob mentality and like that people just want to gang up and and I think they were even talking about this where you almost become just as bad when you're going after people. But if someone's willing to learn from their mistakes or get help or change, I think that chances are definitely, I mean, deserved. But certain people, I feel like if you beat up your girlfriend, I feel like you're always going to be that person. But I don't know. The Louis C.K. thing, was that against other people's will or was he just... I don't exactly know. He was he asking people and they didn't want to, and he still did it. I don't remember. I don't know exactly all the details. Uh, I think it was both. I think oh. you know some people were like yes, some people said no, and sometimes he didn't ask. I don't. I'm not sure exactly. But, oh, that's um, a little iffy. <laughs> that's a little iffy. But <laughs> still, I mean, I don't know. I, could should he not be able to do his job anymore? I don't know. His job is being gross and weird and funny, but I don't know. I, I obviously I'm no authority but there are certain people that just will never change and if you're that person I mean like he's that person so so this reminds me of the Chris Brown incident mm. his name is now synonymous with beating up Rihanna like you can't think Chris Brown without thinking about that or at least I can't right and like if you look at the pictures of her face after the incident like you'll you would be like like, why would anyone ever accept him again? But it's it's strange because he's... Every time, like, I hear a new album that has a song with him on it, I'm like, again, like, they just worked with him. There are, like, so many people in the music industry, but obviously I'm mostly listening to, like, rap music and whatnot. And there are, like, so many people who are either in jail or were in jail or have been accused of something terrible. And it's like, I still am listening to this. So am I part of the problem? Like, when can we forgive? And if you've done like your time in jail or whatever, like you've paid your debt to society. So like, who am I to say that this person should continue to be punished? And it's the same thing that's going on with the comedians where it's like, so we just expect them to never work again. Like, that's it. Your life is over. You might as well kill yourself because you did something bad in your past, but we all have. So it's it's one of those things I constantly think about and struggle with. That is tough because, like, are you the problem? I don't know. that In a way, but then are they not allowed to get a job again? I don't know. It, I don't know. It's like, I mean, I could go back to, like, Fatty Arbuckle and you think about <laughs> I mean, The Honeymooners was a, <laughs> a fucking show based on slapping your wife to the moon. <laughs> Hey, he only threatened her, okay? <laughs> well, one of these days, I mean... Yeah, and one of these days, apparently, it probably happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, it must have. All right. I think... Uh, should. We... All right, anything else from Monday? Uh, 
Well, I know there's a lot of autism. But, well, they're talking about him being on the autism spectrum, and there was a lot of talk on Facebook. But I feel like everybody that spoke on Facebook was much more of an authority than I could ever be, and articulated a lot of good points. So, if anybody's in the Facebook group or isn't, go check it out because there was a good conversation there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I wanted to talk about that, but I have nothing to add. So, right. yeah, just go to the Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, and hey, Lauren Kelly, I know you don't have Facebook, but it's worth it just for that. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Facebook sucks. All right. Uh, except for that group. Uh, did you have anything else besides that? No. Okay. Oh, shit. Guess what that is? It's our new segment. Let's talk about Childish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Tamara mentioned on Facebook that maybe we should talk about Childish. And I know we do talk about it. I don't know how official we are going to be about talking about it. But obviously, we're all going to be listening to it and talking about it. So I don't think it needs to be like, hey, this week on Childish, this. But I don't know if you had any comments about... I have. I don't think I've listened to this week's, but I listened to the first three. And I don't know if you have any comments about Childish. Uh, Yeah. I think maybe we should come up with like a little theme song. Uh, oh, fuck. Childish chat. because they say oh shit we'll say oh fuck we're taking it up a notch uh i guess um i have listened to all of them and surprisingly still enjoying it uh now they're to the point where the show has aired and they're recording episodes so we're getting a lot of good questions and yeah i mean like i said i'll take all the allison i can get even if greg fitzsimmons is involved I, you know, I'm surprised at how much I am enjoying the show, not just because of the parenting stuff, but I do, their dynamic is better than I thought it was going to be. And that might sound bad, but some of their shows seem like don't flow as well. And I was wondering how things were going to go, but they have a good give and take. It's not one person taking over the other. It's very even. And I did like hearing Trice. Trice had a question and Demian also had a question. And I thought that was really cool. And Trice's question was interesting. I liked it. Because I do wonder that question if having a good parent, being a good parent matters or having a good parent. And obviously, I'm my whole life is revolving around trying to be a good parent. So I think it's important. But I think good people can come out of bad parenting. So it doesn't make me want to, you know, be lazy. But it also makes me feel a little bit better that like people are going to be messed up no matter what, even if you are a good parent. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, look how you turned out. Yeah, I always tell people I'm like, uh, oh, wait. I forget what I was going to say. Never mind. Cool. All right. So we will talk more about Childish in the future, I think. We, maybe if you think, if you listen and write down a couple notes or whatever, or something you want to talk about, I definitely have, it It springs, springs? No. Uh, it makes questions come to my mind sometimes where I think, okay, maybe I'll call in. I had a question I wanted to send in, but it was a little too heavy. So I thought, I've got some other things I'd like to ask. And I like to hear their perspective. Obviously, they talked about private school and public school and you know, there's a lot of people that maybe look down on you for going, sending your kids to private school or saying they're going to have a different, because you had a bad experience that maybe you're setting your kids up for that. And obviously my kids are in, in private school and they, they love it and they're having a great experience. I was worried for many reasons, but none of the reasons that I was worried about came true. Everything's been really positive actually. But Allison was saying that they looked for a, a house based on their school system and that the fact that they can take their kids to public school and i'm wondering what she considers not a good public school because she said there were certain schools she they couldn't send elliot to because it wasn't good it didn't have a good rating but i want to know what that means so you know the usual i know <laughs> uh, metal detectors at the doors yes, yes that kind of thing 
I, as we know, I barely went to high school, but the high school I went to had a lot of gangs. There was um, a specific place across the street at the uh, field across the street where people would go to fight every day at lunch. There were a couple of shootings in the school. Like this was before. Before uh, they were in fad. Well, yeah, this was after Columbine, but this was before, like, you know, mass shootings were a thing, kind of. So maybe it was just the one shooting. I forget. But uh, outside of that high school is where I had a gun pointed at me for the first and only time so far. So, yeah, it's I don't know. Like, I I would send my kids to private school just because I feel like like Greg was talking about uh, you get to know everyone like you don't you, you can't just be you know, like fenced off from real, the real world. Like you're, you're dealing with all kinds of different people. Yeah. But I mean, like a wise man said, (laughs) Hey, people get shot every day, B. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you send them to public school, private school, there are fucking sick people everywhere and you're not going to be able to keep your kids safe forever. So and that is very true. Just Just... send them to public school. (laughs) Well, and I shared with you before we were recording that the unified school district in my city was on lockdown today and my kids aren't in that district but are I still got an email from the principal and that whole feeling of like wow this is it can happen really to any anywhere and I told you that maybe it, it's homeschool time and we're I'm just gonna start sewing them dresses my son too why not <laughs> and creating a bunker and we're just not gonna go out anymore so eh. No, that's not going to happen. We got to live, but still, everywhere you go is like any. There's no target anymore. It's anybody. Yeah, like I was going to say, Lisa. Uh, I don't think Allison would say. I think that situation is untenable. <laughs> All right. Oh, before we talk about Thursday, our book club. I think we're going to probably probably be recording in January just to make sure everyone gets involved, including you, little Ralphie, because you're important too. And uh, so if anybody else wants to join us, we're still, uh, I still have a book that I can mail you and you can still join us for that. But yeah, Sweet Valley High. It's good, right, Ralphie? Uh, Yeah, I just finished it the other day and yeah, it was something else. All right. <laughs> I can't, I you know, I, I can't believe that it was aliens the whole time, but... <laughs> These these books got a lot of twists in them. Oh, yeah. You guys need to join us. It's fucking awesome. All right. Thursday. We were her little... Ah, shoot. Is it Rosemary Focaccia bread or just Rosemary Focaccia? I didn't look it up. Yeah, okay. I guess uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Who cares? We were her little Rosemary Focaccia bread set... Breads? Focaccia. Well, oh, my God. <laughs> Who cares? But I'm going to fuck it up even more. Sent in by Jason Steinoff on Patreon. Uh, we... First of all, I love rosemary focaccia bread. It's delicious. And that's a good carb. But we didn't talk about the Patreon live stream that they did when they were in Hawaii. And I was curious what your thoughts are on that. Did you go back and watch oh, it? I just realized that. No, I haven't. Oh. I thought I watched it because I only saw I saw the last, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. But I was driving back home from work. So I couldn't like stare at the screen. So I was just kind of listening to it. I should go back and watch it now. I'm not a big fan of uh, children. And as much as I like Elliot, I just... 
Yes. Want to yes. hear yes. them chat. Yes. I don't want to hear him being fussy in the background and like slapping the phone out of her hand or whatever he was trying to do. Okay, so I didn't uh, watch the last part, so it was still doing that. Cool. It <laughs> I yes. meant it still went that direction. I think I watched the first, I don't know how long it was, maybe half, and uh, I haven't re- finished it yet. But uh yeah, it was a little distracting. It was a little like, yeah, I uh, I kind of just want to hear them talk or maybe just Allison by herself. If it was a situation like that, like maybe go into the other room and just have a private chat with just us because it was a lot of distract distractions and trying to figure stuff out. And I was like, um, I do feel like I'm there on the trip with you. So I guess you accomplished that. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned before that Alice or Allison, Daniel's mom was there. And then at one point they're like, they, they're like telling her how to get somewhere. And I was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of times we want more, Alice. And there's sometimes I'm like, eh, maybe just style it down tiny. No, I don't know. Um, so apparently this is just going to be negative. So you know how we were, have been talking about hashtag less Daniel. How about this week we get double, double the Daniel. It's double stuff Daniel. <laughs> we got two Dan's this week. Uh, yeah, that was an unexpected guest, but I liked it. Did you happen to go to the book reading at the book soup place about Dan DeWeese's book? I didn't. And I'm so mad at myself because I think she talked about going to it and then it kind of just slipped my mind. And that would have been really fun to sit in the audience with her watching her husband for a change. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Like you'd be watching her husband. You'd be just staring at her like, (laughs) how can I replace you? I want your life. I show up in an Allison wig and like outfit. (laughs) Allison wig. You pretty much have her hair. All right, I put my bangs to the side. <laughs> and then I'm her. <laughs> yeah, the it wasn't even just two Dans. We got three because we got Steely Dan as well. Which I'm like, they're making fun of him. I'm like, excuse me, Steely Dan's fine. <laughs> it's wonderful. And you know I'm going to start her in the show with it. And maybe I'll just play the whole damn song. Or, well, one of my favorites. Uh, what is like their biggest hit? Because I don't think I could name a Steely Dan song. Are you reeling in the years? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, they have an, a horrible number. Ricky, don't... A number. I mean, song. Ricky, don't <laughs> lose the number. <laughs> They've got quite the little ditty called... Uh... <laughs> Have you heard the new tune from Steely Dan? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lisa. <laughs> oh, man. Do you know what Steely Dan means? Uh, it's a dildo, right? It is a dildo. Look at you. I just, uh, no, I didn't know that, but I've heard it like two or three times before. But the reason I remember it is because I just heard this on Bill Burr's podcast like a couple of days ago i feel like it was this week's episode he's like that means a or no on a music podcast he was on never mind doesn't matter but uh, apparently it's like a british term for some kind of dildo what i want to know is it actually mean like a metal dildo because that sounds kind of crazy but yeah the fact that it is a dildo and they named a whole band around it i mean like how can you not like that it's like uh the great band stink finger <laughs> <laughs> isn't pearl jam also uh, I'm sure it is. I, I mean, we should just look up a list of uh, bands uh, named after sex things. Yeah. I was like about to say, I don't even know what. I couldn't think of anything. But I did think of like Shebop, which is not like, 
which is a Cindy Lauper song, which is about masturbating, I think. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, on Instagram, Colonel Jeff posted a picture of the cover of a of an album. And I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. Mo Bandy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mo Bandy. And uh, it was just a funny cover. He's been posting a lot of things. And I've really been enjoying all of his uh, pictures that he's been posting. I thought it was funny that he mentioned on this episode that he's back on Instagram and he's unloading all of the pictures that he has on his phone all his funny weird pictures I'm like this is strange that he has all these pictures on there but uh, obviously makes him me like him maybe more but so this picture Brittany commented on it and she said that it was the best you know album cover ever and I said oh we need this I we need this in our collection like unless you have it already and of course she does <laughs> and then she was saying that there's a lyric in the in one of the songs that says, if my back door could talk. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes, that I, I immediately was like, I'm going on eBay and buying this record because she said, it, plus it's country, it's honky tonk. I'm like, well, how do I not have this record yet? Uh, so maybe I'll use that song, too, even though it has really it's really an out, really a stretch to be part of this episode. But it's Colonel Jeff. And he's talking about Instagram. It's one of his pictures. So, right. Uh, if my back door could talk uh, <laughs> is your sister's autobiography. Seriously, I was gonna put that um, literally on his on his Instagram. Brittany and I were having a full on conversation back and forth, and I almost said, "This is my sister." Is that uh, dedicated to my sister? But I just like shut it down. Yeah, I saw this picture, and this is actually a great use of his Instagram because before it was just pictures of people named Richard and he just he would just put hashtag dick pic but I haven't posted a picture on Instagram in forever and I also have a phone full of just strange pictures that I have never used I have no reason to use them and I was like this would be a great way to use my Instagram but I'm not gonna steal his idea I agree but you should and I it made me feel like I have all these I don't have pictures on my phone but I've like collected all these like random pictures of ads or like random stuff i'm like that would be so much fun but yeah i don't want to copy uh colonel jeff but this the whole that album got me thinking that like you hear so many people like say like you know you would walk into a record store and you didn't know what the record was you would just buy it off of the cover and <laughs> yes. I, I feel like that's a that's a lost pastime but when I saw that record, I was like, damn, I want to buy that. But yes. I, I just got rid of hundreds of records. Oh. So maybe I will buy it. Maybe I won't. But uh, I did look up bands named after sex is what I Googled. Ooh. Okay, And good. there's The Flaming Lips, oh. Tool, White Snake, of course. Of course. Uh, yeah, the, these other ones are just whatever. The Slits. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's said the stilts. I was like, what? Uh, yeah, I need to wear my glasses more. Um, yeah, there's plenty of sexually named bands out there. The There was another album by Mo Bandy that it was. it's called It's a Cheating Situation. And I think it's funny because the name of the album that he posted was uh, Cheating Songs Aren't... What, what was it? Damn it. I don't like cheating songs anymore or something like where it's like, wow. Just apparently his other album came out before that because It's a Cheating Situation was obviously predated that so i just googled mo bandy and <laughs> there's a rolling stone article that is titled why mo bandy is country music's tragic clown <laughs> he's like the Pagliacci of the country world <laughs> wow sorry i'm also looking at some of his stuff okay became known for cheating and drinking songs i think 
I was. I think Mike and I were talking about this recently because he was like, "This." We we're, were listening to some like obviously we listen to country music and like listening to it, and he's like, "Oh, this guy's every song is about cheating." I'm like, "It's got to be him." I just never know people's names ever. So if you said Mo Bandy, I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about. But I'm like, probably have heard his songs before. Just don't know. So, uh, there, so I looked up Mo Bandy on Discogs.com, and there's an album called "It Was Always So Easy" (parentheses) to find an unhappy woman. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so the album that he posted was I Just Started Hating Cheating Songs Today, and I I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got such great hits like Cowboys and Playboys. Uh, how far do you think we would go? Uh, this time I won't cheat on her again. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't cheat on her if she was mine. Home is where the herd is. This has got to be the one because Mike's like, dude, this guy only talks about <laughs> cheating. <laughs> also, he's got a song uh, called the Honky Tonk Amnesia, which I feel like is probably just he's drunk. Oh, and cheating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or just just being. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap, Lisa. There are 22 of them for sale starting at three dollars and 21 cents. 23 of his albums? 22 copies of this album. Oh, God. Do you do you have $3 I can borrow? <laughs> oh, just keep an eye out in your uh, for your, in your mailbox. <laughs> oh, my God. He has another album called She's Not Really Cheating, Just Getting Even. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so good. When my, 20. when my working girl comes home and works on me in parentheses oh yes Jesus. this is from a different album <laughs> it's a cheating situation oh okay when he was still into cheating songs yeah this he has a song on there called to cheat or not to cheat <laughs> it just helps to keep the hurt from hurting i wonder what that's about <laughs> cheaters never win barstool mountain uh yeah we gotta i gotta stop looking at uh, discogs.com i know i'm, I'm just... literally i'm <laughs> I'm just looking at all the ridiculous nonsense. Yeah, I'm on eBay looking for ones for sale. I told you, there's 22 right here, Lisa. Oh, yeah. For, but do I? what am I going to do with 20 albums? <laughs> no, there's 20. Obviously, I'll give one to you and I'll keep one, but then what am I going to do with 20? Is this going to be the new thing? 22 people are selling them. You don't have to buy all 22. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lisa. I'm sorry. I'm I'm thinking in eBay terms where they just sell a lot of things where they're like, <laughs> get. How about why you have to buy all of them? I'm such a fucking moron. This also this whole conversation of being in uh, Hawaii led to Island Dan, and then Daniel was saying he wanted to make uh make rum because apparently it's his favorite thing. And I know you know we've made rum here i don't think it did i don't think we did a great job of it but uh i'd be interested to know what kind of rum he would make or if it would just be called island dan's rum i guess it would be i don't know i thought that was a a funny conversation that led into a jimmy buffett conversation which i'm like do i have to use margaritaville now for one of our songs probably but it was interesting to dissect the song because i never knew any of that i played so my terrible band with my workmates was two older dudes and this was one of the songs that my pal brought in and I didn't see it as depressing for the lyrics I saw it depressing for the fact that I had to play this god-awful piece of shit and whenever I have to strum these chords and hear these terrible lyrics I want to uh you know 
do like that flip-flop and blow out my brains. Oh. But, I mean, uh, Jimmy Buffett is someone I'm not very familiar with. Other than this song, really, yeah, he sucks. His music sucks. Anyone who likes him sucks. But rum is good. <laughs> that is what I got out of it. Also, Allison not being able to pronounce Margaritaville was kind of strange as well. I don't think I caught that. She says Margarita. Margarita. Huh. Well, I drink many a margarita. and uh, until, until you say margarita. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I, I start to slur, so I can't uh, can't be judging on that one. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I'm just looking at the cover for it's a cheating situation, and it's yes, him. It's scary. He looks like a he looks like a serial killer in that in that photo. But I like how you just see like a sliver of the woman's head, and he's just like yeah. staring at her like I'm gonna devour you. Yeah. He's looking at her like she's a pork chop, and I know I cut that out of last week's show, but I. You know what I mean? That's what he's looking at her like. I thought he was looking at her like. Uh, I'm gonna kill you. You know what you? You know what I was when you got with me. I'm oh, a cheating man. I thought man. that. I thought that was his working girl, or like. Oh, that you're my next victim. That could be like he's a pimp. He does kind of look like he's her pimp, and he's like staring her down, like, "Bitch, where's my motherfucking money?" Alexa, play Mo Bandy. I just started hating cheating songs today. I just started hating cheating songs by Mo Bandy on Amazon Music. I just have to say the lyrics to this song, just one part of it. It says, and those forbidden places aren't aren't forbidden anymore. If my back door could talk, it would tell me that my borrowed angel's been this far before. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Borrowed angel? Wow. Back door? Woo. Oh, good. Uh, they... You know, Dan uh, DeWeese was talking about the fact that before he moved out to California, where all the cool people are, it just was a rube back in Colorado. (laughs) Didn't know two shits about nothing. (laughs) Well, it's funny that he mentioned that because he said that he was from Loveland. And now here we go. Loveland is a town full of uh, dummies, I'm sure. They... I mean, Loveland is nice and all, it's fine, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's like a relatively small town compared to Denver, you know? And I do have childhood memories of going to the dog track in Loveland. Oh, that's why I sound familiar. (laughs) Unfortunately, it is no longer there. Oh, it's like your parent. Your parent is gone. (laughs) (laughs) And then Renee said, uh, she's from Colorado Springs, we're cooler, and uh, no... Colorado, Sp- uh, Colorado Springs is not cooler. They are just like un- barely a notch above Loveland. But they're I-, I feel like they're both pretty similar in that you're an hour away from anything cool. <laughs> yeah. What city would you consider cool? Denver. Oh, okay. Since you were born there. Well, yeah, and exactly. So, and then they started talking about Casa Bonita again. Yes. And, and revisiting the Sopapia soap, the soap drama. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, hearing her say soap every time, it's infuriating. <laughs> me too. It kills um, me. I'm like, not one person. There's like, it's sope, not sopapia, and let's like cool it. Yeah, but she knows it's sope, right? 
Anyway, I, um, yeah. she or no, they were talking about uh, Casa Bonita, and from my very limited experience, I went once and I did not explore. This is not a place anyone should go. No, and like Why? they said, I'm pretty sure no Mexicans go there, so it's not going to be good. Yeah, it's shocking that they're still in business. I don't get it. And uh, Megan texted me that she was looking up pictures of it, and she's like, "Oh, I want to go here." And yeah, now like, I want to go, of course, but still I, to make fun I of feel it. Like I think, like, the way they describe it, like, people are picturing, like, Disneyland or something. Mm. It is not that. It's like if Disneyland was, you know, it's like it's like Times Square in the 80s versus Times Square mm, now. Right. Disneyland is Times Square now, and Casa Bonita is, Disney, or, uh, is Times Square in the 80s. Like, yeah, there's, like, lights and billboards, but there's also, uh, you know, you're going to get mugged, and there's, like, oh. heroin needles on the floor. Oh. Well, I picture, I guess what I picture is not Disneyland. I pictured horrible, a horrible version of Mexican food with a distracting show going on in the background. Uh, That is confusing. That's that's about right. (laughs) Okay. And, but don't worry, there's going to be plenty of margaritas. So I'll have, I can have fun no matter where I'm at. It just sounds fun to go like make fun of it and experience it and i think obviously since it's allison related now we're gonna have to go well i mean i'm all for it if that means you're coming out to colorado it's gotta happen super fan megan if you're up for it let's plan a trip not when it's snowing though good god i mean technically we're on the way to memphis that you know what i do let's see where am i stopping not in denver i know denver's one of the like many just like this is where you have to stop when you're on your on your way somewhere cool um i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm just kidding it's usually dallas uh but yeah i i definitely need to go out to colorado again my um uh gracie's that's where she's going next weekend with her family because her dad's family is from there. So they've always planned on moving back to Colorado. So they go every year, a couple times sometimes. But the way they talk about it, it sounds idyllic. And she's always looking for houses out there and telling me how great it is. So, Yeah. And uh, what we call expensive uh, for a house, you guys call cheap. So and that's n- now's the time. That's the perfect place to be then. Well, actually, we have a, a lot of California transplants. So maybe just stay there. Oh, <laughs> just hold back. Maybe if I showed up in all neon, they're like, it's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> no one wears neon here. God. I just think it's funny that like that's what I just <laughs> assumed. <laughs> Well, so one thing that does drive me crazy is that there All are the like neon. stores. Oh. What? All the neon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, there are stores where they'll put the Colorado flag or like the big C on on just everything from like a beanie <laughs> to a t-shirt to a, a hoodie, whatever. It's like, I'm from Colorado. Why the fuck would I wear something with a Colorado flag on it. But then every time I see Renee, uh, her picture on the Allison's show, like half the time she's wearing her Colorado shirt. And I guess it makes more sense if you're not in Colorado. But if I'm fucking Maybe. in Colorado, why am I going to wear a stupid shirt that says Colorado on it? Because you're it's a big C. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess ours could be a big C as well. Um, or mine. But, uh, yeah, I obviously all a lot. I love California everything. So I don't have a California shirt, though, but I would wear one. And it is weird. You have a California mug, don't you? I have like five California mugs and I have California coasters and I love California. But I think I think I need to move to a different state and get a different uh, 
a point of view because of course i love it because i was born here but that i mean that's about it because you're feel comfortable it's like the smells that you grew up smelling and the places you grew up going to and like you know when you come home and you i the first thing i do when i am on a road trip or any kind of trip i come home and i roll down the window when i'm driving home and i'm like ah it smells like home like you just feel like ah you know but you know you gotta have more life experience so let's all move to colorado (laughs) Uh... You know, I know states don't take kindly to transplants when it's like, okay, just get over yourselves. You know how many people are fucking here in California that don't that uh, came from other places? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus, Lisa. Uh, population's a little heavy. So... I mean, well, that's what I say about every place. Like, we, we don't need all these people. Yeah, period. exactly. Like, not, so, bye. Just, so, kill yourself. Yeah, okay. Um... <sighs> They talked about flying with kids. I, I've been, I've, I've waited for my kids to be old enough to fly with them where they wouldn't be those temper tantrum kids. And it is, it's stressful. I remember going on long road trips with the kids and when they're really young and it's so stressful just trying to keep them entertained and keeping them from crying. It's like a constant balancing act that is uh, mentally draining. So I know where they come from, but the whole Daniel like, oh, you know fuck you for if you can't deal with a kid being on the plane it's like well it sounds like they were doing a good job of taking care care of elliot to not be a bother but every time i'm on a flight and there's a kid that's annoying next to me or in front of me i'm just like fuck really like the last time i flew there was a kid literally like pretty much upside down in his seat the whole time so his feet were like up in the like kicking the ceiling and he was just bouncing all around and then he would turn around and like sneeze i'm like oh my god like this mom needs to like knock this kid out with some drugs or a punch to the face but either way it's you got to do something you can't just ignore it but i do feel sorry for the person that is trying and they can't help it it makes me want to just go and help them but the person that ignores it is like oh god uh yeah i'm and when i'm on vacation i'm on vacation away from my kids so even when i'm in a restaurant i don't want them around me go away yeah, there's a <laughs> sex in the city episode where uh samantha is annoyed that there's yes. a kid in there yeah Stop having kids, people. <laughs> okay, so this also, talking about crying babies, we're t- going to talk about Colonel Jeff again, because he was talking about how he doesn't like musicals, and but there's only a few that he likes, and I feel the same way, because I feel like musicals are overrated and annoying, and for the most part, junk. But there are a handful that I find to be my favorite movies. And he mentioned the movie Crybaby. And I was just thinking about this movie the other day about wanting to watch it again because it's been a while. And the fact that he loves that movie makes me love him even more. So, yeah, Wanda from Crybaby is the reason why I decided to cut short bangs. Like, I wanted to be her. She's awesome. If I could go blonde and look exactly like her, I would. Hold on. I'm looking up Crybaby... Oh, I saw your picture. It's oh, it's from 1990. Uh, ah, okay. Oh, Johnny Depp is in it, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, s- Back when he was still hot. <laughs> yeah. Um. Was it? Uh, Brittany was James, James Infield in that movie. I want to know, Brittany. Tell, let me know. Or maybe that's just why I find him hot. Oh, that's a total side note. Oh, Ricky, <laughs> I'm just talking to people now. Ricky. Oh Lake yeah, Ricky is Lake is in it. That's right. Uh, Johnny Depp as Crybaby, huh? Uh, yeah, I I never ended up looking like Wanda. I look more like Hatchet Face or whatever. Was. Oh, I I'm looking at a picture and I'm just gonna guess which one is Hatchet Face. 
yeah, I feel like uh, this is like what you and your friends all model themselves after. Like I'm looking at these people. I'm like, this looks like all the photos you share on uh, Instagram or whatever. <laughs> yeah, this movie's great. Uh, we need to watch it uh, at our next group recording. Uh, it's a great movie. I'm into we are. It. Don't worry. You are. Okay, good. <laughs> well, no, you are. <laughs> <laughs> i'll invite colonel jeff over i have a real problem because i think ah uh, colonel jeff's not on my mind anymore and then he goes ahead and responds to a comment on instagram and it's like <laughs> i didn't even know <laughs> i didn't even know what to respond so i just left it there <laughs> okay so the topic sombrero is still is back still and their topic today was fear how to combat fear or rejection or fear of rejection yes yeah how to combat fear of rejection and they i think they talked more about different topics than i would have talked about but then they talked about crushes which maybe that's why i'm like focused on that but what did you think about how do you combat fear of rejection or do you i mean i just shy away from all of it i'm just like yeah i'm good <laughs> Uh, yeah, no one likes being rejected, uh, but it's one of those things I guess you just got to get over. But the thing that I did relate to with uh, Dan DeWeese is that he said that instead of combating rejection, like you should just kind of try to learn to accept it. And I feel like that's the, the way to deal with a lot of things. Uh, so one, one thing that I do often is like if I'm late or behind, then I have like this anxiety of like, Oh, I'm like, you know, usually it's at work. So I'm like, oh, I should have been here by this time. And, and then I, I think like, you know, I'm the one causing myself the anxiety. Right. Uh, and anxiety is not going to change the outcome. Yeah. And so what I try to do now, it's like, well, this is as early as I can be. Like, I, I don't have a time machine. So I'm just going to accept that. Or like, if you're in traffic, it's like, well, I, I have no control over this. So if you're just, if you just keep thinking about it, you're it's like you're you're trying to swim upstream like you're just causing yourself fatigue whether it's mental or actual fatigue but uh you just gotta go with the flow man and and you know things will be all right yeah i guess i don't i don't ever have that fear of rejection but maybe i don't put myself into positions for that in the first place i think yeah i can't even think of a time that i would have been in that position but anyway yeah i um hmm. she mentioned sending in topics for the sombrero and i'm wondering i don't know how if you're supposed to tweet them or just email them to her but might be fun uh yeah when she, i think a when she brought it back, she said, you know how to get them to me or something like that. So yes. I'm assuming yeah. she I was wants like, you, nah, I don't. <laughs> I'm assuming she wants you to just tweet them to the ARYNBF account. Or if you have the email, which uh, I don't remember what it is. Yeah, just email them. Yeah, I think that might be better. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying the Topics and Burrow being back. It's fun. And uh, I wouldn't mind a Yes Please, Bitch Please segment back again. She was asking for topics on Twitter months ago and it hasn't come back up yet but it's it's always fun it's it's more of a conversation starter i don't know if you know i think it's fun yeah she uh she just surprises us with these segments coming back after many years so uh yeah but i'm i'm into it i'm glad that dan picked uh this over jmos because uh we get an ass full of jmos every day Speaking of that, how about we talk about our favorite JMOs from Monday? <laughs> <laughs> sure. What was yours? Because I didn't pick one. Yeah. I have to say 
they were slim pickings uh, as far as actually being JMOs. And I thought it was very funny that Mark, when he heard the first one, he was like, eh, I was expecting to hear some like crazy shit. And I was like, oh, man, if only I could send in my JMOs that I've held back on, maybe then he would be like, OK, now we're talking. This is like something creepy and crazy to talk about. But uh, they were not they were kind of like they were kind of less less than this week, I think. Um, but there was the soap one and it only made me think of it, it was when you get down to the last bar of, of the last bit of the bar of soap, you feel bad throwing it away because there's so much use left or something like that. And it just made me think of Larry Miller and his plan of just putting all those slivers together and seeing how many he can put together and make it into a bar. And it it's fun. It's a fun segment. But also the fact using bars of soap is very strange to me and very old lady. And you'd think I'd be into it. I do have some because of course some places that I buy other things like will have their handcrafted soap that I'm like, ooh, I need to have this. And then I buy it. I'm like, now what am I going to do with it? <laughs> this was, I believe, sent in before, but uh, you know. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I think I probably had that whole spiel said already. Um, but <laughs> it's like as Groundhog someone- Day. I I do use bar soap, but I feel like it's like there's there's no good there are like no good bath products for men, and if there are, please let me yeah. know. But whenever I, I I have to rip out a new bar of soap from uh, from the box, I I think of I hear Ayala, Greg's wife, and how she told Allison that she needs to divorce, or I forget what she said, something like erase bar soap from your life or something like that. It's not <laughs> good for the skin or something. Oh yeah, it's super drying. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, I guess I got to like research, but who wants to pay like $10 for a bar of soap or something? So yeah. And I mean like that, the, the homemade kind or whatever, that's like fancier. I, I will pay a little bit more cause I like the smell of it or whatever, but, but regular old run of the mill soap is so cheap that I don't feeling bad for throwing away the sliver. I would be like, thank God it's done. Get it out of here. I can get a new fresh bar of soap and not be slumming it. <laughs> yeah. But this also led into, I don't know how this came up, but, uh, Gr- uh, Greg, Mark also said, he just asked Allison a great question. And he's like, what's your porn go to? And I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> and the fact that she was like, she didn't say I don't watch porn. So it's an interesting question. There's no way she was, she would ever answer that. I don't think, would anybody answer that question? We're about to find out. Lisa, <laughs> aside from BBW, which you mentioned a couple <laughs> weeks ago. What is your go-to porn category? Well, <laughs> it changes depending on the year, I think. Because, like, you know you could be into something, and then you're kind of like, eh, moving on. And then maybe you'll revisit those things. But definitely not this fucking romantic bullshit. I don't know what they were talking about, but I'm like, the less story, the better. <laughs> ah, so like uh, like most people, you dodged the question. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How about DP? That's a pretty good one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How about I do answer it and just say that? No, it's not. That's not always. But I mean, that's a good one. <laughs> just uh... kidding, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Thank God I'm not uh, tweeting that because I get all kinds of weird followers. <laughs> yeah. Um. But the fact that you knew DP right off the top of your head lets me know that that's something you uh, also perused. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm familiar with many a category, even if I don't watch them. Oh, because you have to scroll through them. So. Exactly. You get to scroll on past. Yeah. Um, 
I don't get hmm. past the early uh, part of the alphabet. How about that? Uh, what about <laughs> 3P? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that one. <laughs> yeah, that's an uh, interesting topic there, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. 3P? I think that's my nickname. Enough <laughs> <laughs> uh, said. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll end it on 3P. Uh, I wanted last week to talk about dreams because they talked about dreams and then i mentioned that we were talking about it this week but i think it'll i'm sure dreams will come up again if not we'll talk about it next week if for some reason we're looking for a topic to talk about but we did have funny audio last week because i stopped recording and i said well i want to talk about dreams but we'll talk about it next week and you said you said oh i ha-, you said something like i oh i want to talk about dreams or i've had oh i had a dream and then we heard a zipper <laughs> noise <laughs> And Trice uh. and I were dying. I'm like, if, I don't know if his recording got it because he sent me a, the backup and it might be on there. But it was just really funny. <laughs> it was probably, yeah, that was really, really hilarious. But uh, if I have that, I'll play it at some point. But <laughs> And then you kept doing the zipper again. You're like, it's from my laptop. See? And I'm like, it still just sounds like a zipper. <laughs> well, yeah, that was my laptop bag. But um... yeah. Did I say I had a dream? I forgot what you said. I think you said, oh, I like dreams or I had a dream or something like that. Where it was like, <laughs> oh, I liked, I like, I was something. And then it was like, zip. Uh, <laughs> or, well, oh, you had a dream? Zip. It was something like that. <laughs> if I had a dream, uh, I don't remember what it was. So <laughs> good. Well, good thing yeah. you reminded me of that. I totally forgot. Yes. So last last week they did talk about having dreams and just if the whole topic was interesting and it inspired a conversation that i wanted to talk about so we'll talk about it next week and i was waiting for a zipper noise but i guess there's not gonna be one this time just kidding uh yeah i'm wearing sweats right now so no zipper for oh you. boy sweats that's like boner city <laughs> <laughs> well they don't have a zipper though <laughs> Nothing to keep it (laughs) held down. All right. (laughs) Let's stop talking. And if you would like to join us on the show, email bffancast at gmail.com. Or if you have a comment and you want to send in a recording and we'll play it, we'll talk about it. Or or if you just have a comment that you want us to talk about, let's... Let's have a topic. Oh, my God. Let's talk about DP and 3P. <laughs> All right. Follow the show on Twitter at BFFancast. Follow me at GMOs and BFFs. Little Rafi, where can we find you? You can go to the Facebook group because it's a lot of fun when people join in. It much like the is. 3P. What? Well, that's... Yeah. that Yeah. You got me there. <laughs> BFFs, you're the best. Thank you and good night. Today, the midnight all's all over someone And those forbidden places aren't forbidden anymore If my back door could talk, it would tell me That my borrowed angel's been this far before I just threw my last bottle at the jukebox When I heard that woman singing 
Darling, let's go all the way I just found out My woman is the devil I just started hating, cheating songs today Did she sleep in your arms last night, mister? Were you the one who gladly helped her make it through the night? Did she whisper, it's not love, but it's not bad? Did she forget to wake you up to say goodbye? I just threw my last bottle at the jukebox When I heard that woman singing Darling, let's go Just found out my woman is the devil. I just started hating, cheating songs today. I hate people, and I'm weird.